0: welcome to film school radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com i'm your host mike caspar when a native hawaiian hula dancer kia escaping her abusive boyfriend crashes her beat up van into a mysterious homeless man She finds herself flung into a surrealistic journey of of self-exploration and enlightenment. Director Christopher Kahunahana eagerly awaited feature debut breaks down the enduring stereotypical image of paradise we have of Waikiki to reveal (laughs) a vulnerable and authentic portrait. Beautiful film to look at, a wonderful story carries with it the idea of trauma on many different levels as as well as redemption, as well as a way forward. The film is called Waikiki, and we're joined today by the writer, producer, and director, Christopher Kahunahana. Christopher, Hello. welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. It's great to be here. Thank you. I love this story I, for a lot of reasons, and I love the storytelling, and I love the the elements of film that you bring to this.
1: Uh, what inspired this? You know, being Kanaka Maoli or indigenous to Hawaii, Hawaiian, Native Hawaiian, growing up it's really difficult for a lot of people to aspire to own property you know it's like one of it's always rated one of the most expensive cities in the United States or even the world Um, I think the median home price is 1.5 million dollars or thereabouts affordable in Hawaii is 1 million that's like average that's like it's 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 really crazy no one can afford it and also the economic opportunities in Hawaii are limited to uh the tourism industry construction or the military and so you don't have much options growing up to aspire to a home like or be to be connected to your homeland unfortunately a lot of Hawaiians most Hawaiians live in the diaspora they move to Vegas or Portland or Los Angeles the film was like a way for me to explore some of the things that it's the things that bother you that become the things that you find to be valuable to you to process as an artist right so like just seemed like the perfect setting for me to understand some of these issues in our communities and explore ways that we can work through our trauma you know our inter- intergenerational trauma and hopefully give hope to or the potential to reconnect to one the aina and to our culture
0: there's so much about the story that resonates beyond the characters and what's happening to them and I think I want to begin our conversation about Hawaiian history I don't think Americans generally know really barely anything about it probably the most the the thing they know most is the attack on Pearl Harbor of World War II but don't understand and I didn't know until fairly late in life just how Hawaii became part of the United States and the the colonial trauma that was visited upon the people of Hawaii during that period of time I don't know how much you want to dive into it but i feel like it's the subtext of this so much of the film and i just so, enlighten us a little bit
1: absolutely I'm not, I'm not a historian but i do know that uh hawaii as a nation uh was recognized by the european union um it was like the only non-european nation recognized by the european union and they we're talking about this is like uh it was we had treaties of recognition from france germany britain we had uh relations with uh imperial tokyo uh russia the Tsar of russia um so they were they were recognized in the league of nations as as a sovereign nation um how it came about that the united states occupies hawaii Hawaii currently uh we do believe as native hawaiians that we are sovereign people and we just live in the, the us occupation so uh how that came about was there was a group of gentlemen this is very familiar story for imperial powers but they are calling colonists. is like they see economic opportunity and you know it's like so it was a sugar terrorist and if they they're sugar barons and if you read the history of sugar i mean it's like responsible for a lot of the colonization of like say central south america you know cuba yeah Cuba exactly exactly or you know in you know Middle East and oil or whatever it's resources so there's you know corporate interests who see potential to economically take advantage and exploit uh an area and so these businessmen gathered together and found that if they had you know could get the United States to annex Hawaii um they could benefit from no taxation so you know it's not they don't have to pay a foreign tax
0: and all this happened around the turn of the nineteenth hundreds, the beginning of the yeah, so right around like 18, yeah eighteen nine
1: 1890, yeah. Yeah, eighteen ninety yeah. So they overthrew the queen. They imprisoned her. You know, it's like our our sovereign monarch, uh, our early Inui, You know, it's we. It's like our not only monarch but spiritual guider, You know, leader. And for us, it, that's traumatic. You know, to see someone you have in such high regard live out the end of her life in prison um to you know corporate interest um so from from then you know it's like then they we became a quote unquote of state although well they it then annexation isn't actually legal under international law because in order to have that kind of a they you need to have a government to government relationship and they both signed a treaty but this was by an act of Congress, you know, like um they the, they signed a resolution saying that we Hawaii will now become a part of the United States. Um, it became a state soon after uh, the war, uh the bombing of Pearl Harbor, and that happened because they made it that all military could could vote. Um, you know, they they just made it, they made it you're supposed to give people the option to vote for statehood remain the same or sovereign to become a sovereign nation. They only put two two options on on the ballot. And it was either remain a territory and, you know, of the United States or become a state within the United States. And so I did- when you have two choices, I mean, like most people are like, well, of, you know, it's like a bad choice or a bad choice. So, you know, like they went with the best worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's how they became. Uh, but during the time of the overthrow and, and the annexation, uh, 99% of the population of Hawaii, so all the Hawaiians, it was like like close to 100% of the Hawaiians, signed the Kue petitions. So they actually traveled. This is like, you know, it wasn't you go online and sign a, uh, like a, you know, petition. It's like they traveled around the island and all of our Hawaiian names, all of our families are on this petition uh it's called the Kuke petition saying we don't want to be a part of the United States we're sovereign Hawaiians and we want to retain rights to our our land unfortunately you know it didn't matter much because the powers that be decided that wasn't the best for their their political or economic interest
0: thank you thank you for that um that was a short
1: been... encapsulation. And I'm not a historian so don't quote me on dates
0: <laughs> that's, that's okay. It's okay. I think I we got my notes. <laughs> we, we, we got the 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 gist of what Definitely. was important, and even if there were, and again, I've I asked you for that because I so much of this film is about Kia, her struggle. You see patriarchy kind of playing out here. You see colonial power playing out here. You see a lot of things, but it's embodied in this wonderful performance, Daniela zalapani she just this beautiful, uh, nuanced uh, performance. Uh, who is asked to do a lot in this film? There's a there's amazing. a wide spectrum. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. I I would one hundred percent agree with you. Like she's, yeah. I think she's a star on the rise. I think she's uh, has so much potential. She, you know, to play any role she chooses to apply herself to. You know, and I'm honored to have gotten to work with Seth talent
0: she commands the screen you know she really has she, the camera likes her a lot and she's very she's very emotive and just the way she she interacts with people it feels like she's she's been at it a long time it feels like she feels like a veteran performer actor
1: that was her first first film role yeah ever she <laughs> came out of a regional theater so um she can I found her on a little stage just like a 20 person 20 seat theater called Komukohua and she had never done a role in film and television till that point and you know um she was just so committed to the role that she would do what it took and she learned how to act for film versus theater you know we she did a lot of exercises in that period when we were rehearsing on how to not over remote to the back of the house you know kind of like more be more subtle because i was like man if you just think something everyone's gonna be able to read it from your from your your eyes know, her eyes are amazing she's like a, a gem she was a gem
0: terrific terrific performance and everybody in it is is wonderful uh in in the sense that really hit the mark in terms of telling this story and mm-hmm. also well just before we go any further i just want to remind our listeners we're speaking with christopher Kahona Hana and he is the director writer producer of a wonderful narrative film called Waikiki and I want to talk a little bit about just your approach I've heard some of the the, the echoes of David Lynch and your has been a discussed as sort of a, for a point of reference for the film I I got why they said it but I feel like this is wholly a, a very fully formed view, cinematic view that you have put together here, what were the sort of things that you were trying to bring into the cinema part of making this film?
1: Um, You know, honestly, I think one of the most important aspects of the film for me was the sounds. Uh, You know, like I think I spent as much time considering how an environment sounds and the influence it has on your emotions. And so for, I think Although I'm a you know, I, I'm a visual storyteller, I love images. I'm originally a photographer. I think um the sounds were what really inspired me about this story. It's like how do we uh, elicit an emotional response without being like gratuitous or just being like really cliche or you know, going to the straight image of the Hawaii stereotypical stereotypical Hawaii or, you know, and I thought it was through the sound. I, I definitely love David Lynch and you know, there's a lot like Kurosawa and Kubrick yeah. uh, as influences but I think when you, when you make you're making a film I think you forget about all those things and you really I mean I think you should I mean my process is that I just try to be there in the in where we are and try and find seek the truth in the performances like of course framing is like I'm um, we have to move the frame a little bit to get this rainbow out of our shot or you know uh, make it a little bit more cinematic but mostly it's about trying to find the truth in the performances. And I think that's with every uh, reputable or respected director. I think that's what they search for.
0: I really thought the sound design was terrific. And I, I I noticed it as something I, I kind of hone in on myself. I think it's such an important, often underappreciated part of filmmaking. But I also like the way you were able to bring color into some very dark kind of shots into scenes. I thought that the cinematography was outstanding. But I like the way that you were able to bring color into what is otherwise a pretty,
1: pretty dark set of uh, circumstances? You no, know, every film is like, it's a collaborative effort. And yeah. I think the better your team, the better the final product. Um, For sound design, I was like very fortunate to work with an Academy Award winning sound engineer, uh, Ben Wilkins. He won for La La Land and Whiplash. Um, so he did our sound design and mix uh for cinematography i got to work with a hawaiian cinematographer uh his name's ryan miyamoto and i it was a pleasure to work with hawaiian because like we had a lot of um shortcuts like we didn't we didn't have to discuss a lot sometimes you know it's like if you work with somebody of a different culture there's like you have to learn each other's language and i think we kind of just knew what we were going for and uh it was it made it very simple uh, he's he's a genius with uh, uh our gaffer nate works with Ryan all the time. Ryan's amazing. Ryan's currently on the Hokulea. He's recorded, he's shooting their journey um across the Pacific currently. I think they're coming down the west coast right now. So look out for the Hokulea and a port near you. And if you see a guy with a big camera, it's probably Ryan Miyamoto. Um <laughs> our colorist is amazing. And I actually chose a colorist from a female colorist from uh Italy. Her name's Maria. And she's amazing. She was like, I, I need I thought she brought a sense to the film. Like she took out a lot of the harshness of the environment and created a pol- a poetry through the coloring. And I, I definitely thought the film benefited immensely from having a female colorist. Like I said, it's like I'm just honored to work with talented people. And all I kind of do is show up and tell them yes, no, yes, no. And they kind of just do their thing. And I'm just they're they're amazing.
0: Well, the, the film, uh, Waikiki, has received a lot of uh, attention, accolades, awards. And you yourself have been uh, at the Sundance Institute Film Feature and Native alum, Lab alumni. You are a, a product of uh, you yourself seems to be a student of filmmaking as well as a filmmaker. And uh, it's you. important, I find.
1: Thank you. you know, I, I, yeah, yeah, Sundance Sundance. Help me take like us you know random scattered ideas and focus it into find a story from um, just ramblings and mumblings and murmurs of ideas and so thank you Sundance. um I couldn't have done it without them for sure as a filmmaker honestly it's like as much as I'd say you should study film I think you have to be a student of life you know it's like live life you can't put something on screen if you haven't felt it so like you know fall in love get your heart broken strive for something, fail, you know, get yourself back up. Those kinds of experience, I think, really translate into you being able to connect with an audience because these are the things we all feel as humans. So live life in addition to studying film. Thank
0: you. The film is called Waikiki. We've been joined by the director, writer, (laughs) producer of the film, Christopher Kahana Hana. I look forward to more work. I certainly hope you're working on something and find some time to come back. Thank you.